Welcome to Refocus. I'm your host, Trevor Wilson. This is a podcast of Sunday school lessons that I've taught, some sermons that I have preached. Uh, I have various guests at different times. Uh, Basically, the, the whole idea is to just kind of refocus back on the Word of God, going back to those Bible stories, studying the scriptures. Let's just, just kind of get out of ourselves, out of our own thinking, and go back to the Word of God and see what He has to say. I love those old Sunday school lessons when we were kids. We seem to have gotten away from some of those, just the bare bones bottom of what the Word of God, the meat and potatoes, if you will. So I hope you enjoy it and pass along and share. Now, let's get to the lesson. Hello again, Steve Wilson here one more time, continuing our study in the book of Matthew, and we are still in chapter 19. We have managed to progress down through verse 12. We just got through this whole thing about uh, adultery, divorce, abuse, all that. Quite frankly, I'm kind of glad we got through there because there was a lot to cover in there, a lot of discussion to be had. And I hope some of what we said might have made a a difference or might have been an encouragement to you. But, um, you know, like uh, it started out in this chapter with my favorite phrase, and it came to pass. We reached this particular passage in order to get beyond it and move on to the next. So here we are. Beginning in verse 13, there's, uh, well, three verses here that I want to talk about because they pertain to the topic of children. Um, You know, it says that there were there brought unto him, of course, referring to Jesus, there were there brought unto him little children. Uh, Now, by the way, this... um, you know, the, in different uh, research uh, resources and that sort of thing tend to say the Greek indicates uh, young people. Um, so, you know, of what age, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I get the picture it's under 12. Um, so it could be any, any, you know, all the different ages during that in that range. Anyway, they were brought to him, little children, that he should put his hands on them and pray, and the children and the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Suffer little children, and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed thence. Now, you know, we just finished a section back in uh, chapter 18 when he was talking about, you know, the children being like, you know, the kingdom of heaven and that sort of thing. So I'm really surprised here that the disciples didn't seem to learn much from that because it says, and the disciples rebuked them when they started bringing the children. Um, so, you know, they, but, you know, I, I think, you know, that's that's common. We, we see that the disciples, even though they walked and talked with Jesus, it seemed that they were kind of dull of hearing. You know, they didn't really, didn't really set in until the whole, you know, life of Christ was over until after the resurrection when it really kind of hit them. Because even Peter, right up, even during the uh, crucifixion, you know, Peter denied him after all that time he spent together with him. But nonetheless, that's where we are. The people are bringing the children to, to Jesus. And it, it was somewhat customary, of course, <clears throat> back in those days, you know, to or lay your hands on a child and just give them a blessing of some sort. 
um, and and we we see the Catholic Church has kind of adopted this in the uh, you know in the sprinkling of babies and that sort of thing, but they've totally misconstrued the whole idea. Children that age um, have no no ability you know when they're babies to be saved because you have to have an understanding of what salvation is. So it's a fruitless endeavor, and so. You know, I, I don't know why people buy into that whole process, but they but they do. Um, but having said that, I want to point out something really important. Um, because Jesus himself says, wait a minute, don't turn these children away. I, I want to, you know, I, I want these children. And he's already told them that, you know, this this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. And he says... Right here in verse 14, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus is saying you cannot discount a child. Now, if they are indeed young people, um, certainly they have the ability to, uh, to understand the gospel. I, uh, the church I pastored several years ago used to have a custom on Halloween you know, I'm not trying to defend or promote Halloween. I'm just telling you what we did to take advantage of the situation. We would put together bags of candy and put a, a track that was specifically designed for children into the bag. And then we would write on the bag courtesy of in the name of the church. And we would drive around and we would find groups of children because a lot of times, you know, they would travel sort of in packs. And we would go up to them and just give them a bag of candy and say, here, this is, you know, this is a gift from Memorial Baptist Church. We did that for several years, and it was received very well. A lot of people in the community got to know us. Um, you know, we'd send out two or three crews, um, one of which would usually use our church van. We only had one, and people, of course, would recognize it, and, and they would wave at us and nod their heads and thank us and that sort of thing from the porches and whatnot. Um, so the community kind of got used to it. Anyway, one year, um, lady got upset by it. She didn't like the track that we gave her child because she thought it was uh, too graphic, I guess, because it talked about, you know, someone who died. The child was questioning what happened when you died. And in the track, they were explaining them, you know, about how Christ died for us and you needed salvation and all that sort of thing. So the lady objected to it. She called the local news station. They contacted me and wanted to talk to me about it. They wanted to get my side of the story. So I met them over at the church, and they came with their camera and their, and their uh, news guy and began, uh, you know, telling me the situation and, uh, and describing what was going on, and, and they began asking me questions. And one of the questions they asked was, um, do you really think that children, that it's important to reach children. Do they have, do they have, an understanding at that age? Because obviously, a lot of the children were six, seven, eight, nine. You know, and probably in the range of many of the children that were coming to Jesus here. And uh, I explained to them that you know, both my daughter had been saved when she was five. My son was saved when he was in my middle son was saved when he was in the first grade. So. Um, you know, and I said, we don't know at what point they're capable of understanding. We don't know at what point they reach what we call the age of accountability, which simply means that they can understand and receive the gospel and have the ability to accept or reject it. Um, 
And so I explained to him, you know, that we just don't know, so we err on the side of, of sharing the gospel because we, we want to be there when, when they do. We want to make sure that, you know, very early in their understanding, in, in their maturity, that they hear the gospel and have the opportunity to receive Christ. Um, and, of course, you know, it was a great situation because I had the opportunity to even witness to the news guy and all that. But uh, anyway, my point is that we, we don't know. We can't discount children. We don't know at what point they can understand Christ and understand salvation, recognize they're, that they're sinners and are in need of salvation. Now, we do have to be cautious, of course, not to push a child into a, you know, a, a sinner's prayer or something like that, and, it, you know, it ends up being a false conversion because then we're telling a child that they're saved when they're not, and they'll grow up thinking that, and it could be a hindrance to them ever coming to the Lord. So it's kind of a balancing act, of course, that we have to address. Um, and it takes a, a, a person, um, a skilled person to do that. You know, people, you know, you don't. A lot of times churches, um, they'll just get, okay, well, We'll just let one of the kids or one of the teens or somebody handle the children because they're really just looking for a babysitter. But I'll tell you what, it's one of the most important ministries of the church because it's it's a very delicate, uh, it's a balancing act, you know, that, that you're tackling there. And, and it requires some experience and some know-how um, and that sort of thing. And, and we can't we can't discount that. I, I You know, I've always loved Sunday school and of course, I believe Sunday school is for even adults, you know, all the way through. But, but I, you know, I think it's important because it, you know, it, it reaches children at a vulnerable age, vulnerable age, and you have to be very cautious at that point that you don't mislead them, you don't confuse them, that you make sure that they fully understand what you're saying. And that's, that's what Jesus is saying here. Look, I want... I want innocent people. I want people to come to me who have not yet formed an opinion about life. You know, the older you get, the less likely you are to receive Christ. And those statistics are easy to bear out. If you, you know, I don't know how many of you may have been in a church service at some point, and you ask people to raise their hands at what age they were saved, and you start when they're young, and you know, you go on. Well, okay, between. 5 and 10, 10, 15, 15, 20, and so on. And the older you get, the fewer hands go up because, you know, as, as you get older, you become um, more jaded, I guess, is, is a word you could use. I'm not sure. Um, but it becomes more difficult uh, for an older person who has been, uh, who, you know, has heard the gospel and has rejected it. It's a whole lot easier for them to continue to do so. When you do it the first time, and then the second time it's a little easier, third time it's a little easier, and pretty soon you're immune to it. So anyway, going back to what I was saying, it's pretty vital, actually, that your children's ministry be a very high focus. It's something that is critical, critical for the individual, critical for the life of your church, critical for the cause of Christ. Um, children are important, and we cannot dismiss them. We can't just treat them offhandedly.
Um, and Jesus is giving us this example. I mean, who, who better to get an example from than Jesus Christ himself, who is directly telling us, um, suffer little children. Suffer little children and forbid them not to come unto me. Folks, children need Jesus. And their little minds are at a point where they're willing and ready to receive Christ. And we need to be prepared to do that. I would suggest in your churches and so on, and if you happen to be a children's worker, um, don't discount what you do. Don't take it lightly. Don't treat it offhandedly. My wife, that was her life's ministry, dealing, working with children, and she was... She was, she was just the best. I'm sure I'm biased. But, you know, she would spend hours on Saturday putting her lesson together. And we're talking about putting, she taught toddlers. And, you know, you're talking about kids who have a five or at best 10-minute attention span. And so your lessons have to be pretty simple. But she was very meticulous about the materials she used about the projects that they created because, you know, she would teach the lesson. She would make have them make a project that would go along with it, cutting and pasting or gluing or something like that, or coloring. Um, um, she would have, uh, you know, objects, object lessons to show them things. Of course, flannel graph and, and all the different things. Um, it was a big deal to her to teach a simple lesson that God is love or we need Jesus, or, you know, sin is bad, things like that. She wanted to drive that home in a child's mind at a child's level. Folks, you can't put enough work into it. You need to be prepared. You need to be ready. You need to make sure that you're giving these children their just due because they're absorbing, their little minds are absorbing so much they're watching and they're thirsty, and they're learning, and they're hungry um, for knowledge. And they need to be nurtured and brought along and understood and encouraged um, because that's what Jesus is doing here. Jesus is laying his hands on them and blessing them because he understands their value and he understands that they have a future, that they have an entire life to live. Folks, why not bring people to Christ when they're young so they have their entire life to serve to serve Him? Why, why would you want to wait and waste another 10 years or 15 years to try and reach someone? Why not try and reach them when they're young you know, and know how to do it on a level that they can understand and make an informed decision? Children are capable of doing that. You just have to know at what point and how to go about it. Um, so why not follow the example of Jesus here when he says suffer little children? You know, make it a priority. Make it important, and as parents, especially your own children. These are your kids. You have a, 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 a great, great responsibility to raise these children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Don't fail. You know, that was always my prayer, that, that my children would grow up to serve God. Make that your prayer. Make that your life's endeavor. Give it a priority and do the things that are necessary. Make the sacrifices that you need to make to bring the little children to Christ. 
My time's up. We will come back and pick up, I guess, in verse 16. Uh, Goodbye and God bless.